You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. Getting close to the uh, festive season uh, here at the Shep News. Uh, I'm your host, Tyler Maher. Uh, alongside me, as always, Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Christmas is coming around quick, but uh, there's still plenty of GV bowls to be played between now and then, so looking forward to getting into it. And uh, Brian Nisbet in the studio. Brian, fresh off uh, another big win today, mate. Up and about uh, midweek pennant. Yeah, we're, we're fifth on the ladder, but our rink is number one in the midweek. Terry Rowe... Um, Top skip and then his third, second and lead are all top of the tree as well, which is might be only Division 2, but we're quite happy with the way we're going. Had a good win over the second team today in Shep Golf. Our rink won 29-14. Kevin Cox got up. He was uh, matched down and with his last bowl he drew the shot and we finished up winning by two shots. Fantastic. Over. And... And we've got a guest this week, Brian. Uh, you, you do the honours of introducing him. Yes, uh, we've got a special guest, and it's none other than Darren Kelly from the Marutna Bowling Club. Welcome to the program, Darren. Yeah, thanks for having us, guys. Are you still the president there? No, 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 not president. I'm just secretary. <laughs> you were president, though. No, 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 just secretary. I had computer skills and got roped into the job. So <laughs> Computer four skills? Years, four years later, I'm still doing it. Well, I, miss, I thought you were president, actually. No, no. Proficient in Excel uh, on the resume, uh, is it? You know, <laughs> looking, looking for a replacement every year, but I can't find one. <laughs> well, you're, you're um, a skipper over there in Marupna's Division 1 team. You won the Premiership last year. First of all, congratulations. That was a, a sterling effort to um, win that against perennial Premiers and uh, Premiership contender in Shep Golf. Uh you had an impressive performance last week against the Premiership favourite, Shep Golf, winning two rinks and only going down by six shots overall. Yeah, no, it was good. It was very competitive. It's um, been building all year and it was good to be um, competitive against those guys. So give them a bit of a scare. Were, yeah. Uh, well, what, what do you think was the key to that performance in particular? You said you've been building and obviously your results have probably improved as each week's gone on. Was it just a matter of things falling in place in that particular week or was it something you set yourself to try and take it up to them or um, how, how did you sort of um, go about it? Oh, I think that no pressure obviously helps against guys like them and um, we bowl quite well. Yep. They probably A couple of their bowls were probably a little bit down yep. but um, a bit more consistent across the rinks. Yeah. Um, so, no, I mean, we got them again this year. It was, it's good to have them two two weeks in a row. Actually, like as much as playing the top side, all the all the younger bowlers that haven't been bowling long, it's a good to see how where we're at, how good they are, and build from that for the rest of the year. Hopefully, yep. Yeah, well, you it sounds like you weren't overawed, and you proved that against uh, the talented players they got. Uh, Josh Greeb, uh, an underrated player, no doubt, he always has been. He's rink defeated last year's top skip and state player Brad Orr, who was in pretty good form in the Vic Open, by five shots. And your rink defeated previously, well, both the skips you, who lost for Shep Golf were undefeated, Brad Orr, and you defeated Alan Dove by 10 shots, which is a 
a really good effort. Yeah, what what um, what was your mindset going into, you know, how did you sort of, um, obviously a lot of inexperienced guys at Division 1 level, um, you mentioned sort of not as much pressure. Is that sort of how it played out and they just played quite, quite free, freely? Yeah, they did. I mean, it was especially Josh's um, rink with Corey playing third, Sonny been bowling long. They'd had Bruce Robertson drop back from skip to second. And Dean Andrews, they actually clicked quite well. Don't take it too serious. But bowls in the head against them guys. Yeah. Or he actually bowled what I've seen very well. Yeah. But our guys just constantly had bowls in the head. Or he got some results late, but the guys stayed on top. Normally, Ori would go on and win that by a couple of shots. But yeah. to get that up, big win, it's really good for them guys. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how good um, Brad Ori's. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast that Ricky O, Ricky Orchard, is a pretty good judge of bowls in my opinion, uh, he reckons Brad Orr is the best bowler in Australia at the moment. Oh, he just said I watched him a bit, so I said he was, he was getting results, but he, said he plays beautiful weight, yep. converting no, shots. That's how good he is. I put him in the class of um, Wilson and Sheriff and those players. Probably hasn't had the same exposure. Obviously, they're playing in BPL no. and things like that, but yeah, it's hard to, hard to compare levels, but certainly... You know, um, Josh and his rink, you know, would have, will have taken a lot of confidence out of that. And certainly just, uh, I've said, sort of playing at the level each week, they're only going to get better regardless of week result each week, aren't they? Agree, agree. And a couple of probably playing out of position at the start of the year and that kind of stuff, but it's persisting with those guys in that position. You know, we had Dono playing th- second with um, Corey, teaching him how to read ahead. Yep. Getting better and better in the... They're seeing these good guys come in and move shots and create shots, whereas they're going, geez, last year that would have been, we would have held on to those numbers, but yep. this year it's just they, they cut it back, they draw a shot, draw a second yep. constantly. So it's just good to, good experience. This year's about that, building and build on for next year. Yeah. And it would have been that, that last 15 ends uh, you know, against a side like golf, when you're in the game, that would have been where you, know, the, you learn the most, I would imagine. Um, you, know, you can see them really pushing and really pushing for the win. But as you said, you, you came into it with, with pretty little pressure on. But when you're in the game in those last 15, it's sort of all on the line, isn't it? And it's all, uh, it all gets, gets pretty loud, gets pretty boisterous. Exactly. I actually made that comment about N20. I said this is when they really roll on, just stay with them, keep going. Bowls in the head, don't drop numbers, and that's the key to Div One bowls. Because they do all bowls, but especially Div One. I mean, they can they can turn around in one end. Yeah. Um, just sort of touch on some of the players that you know, obviously, um, have come from Division Two to Division One this year. And um, for those who maybe haven't seen them or don't know much about some of the play, the younger players, like you mentioned, Josh Grieve and Corey Turvey and Dean Andrews and Tom Downey, who's come over from Shep Park. How, how have you noticed their improvement as the season's gone on? You just been under, understand how bowls in the head are different, completely different. You don't need shot. Explain to these guys. Lockie Taylor's come from RSL, lower division, bleeding quite well at times. Yep. Um, Daniel Daniel Considine. Yep. Stepped up to play third this week. Probably found out that it's a big step from even going from Div One, the Div Two to Div One, the big step, but then going from second to a third. Yeah. You know, being in the head, um, being up, those kind of things. Tom Downey had a Good game up against Cole Power. Probably beat Cole Power for the day. Yep. Bowling really good. He's changed his bowls. We actually played against Jeff Beattie and Jeff and I were talking. We talked about his bowls. He had turbo pros. He needs to get wider bowls. We spoke to him after he's got on board him and it's starting to come to that. He's going to be, yeah, he's going to be a very good bowler. Keep going. Yeah, yep. Uh, a big challenge uh, coming up from Division 2, Darren. And you, to lose Brett Gunning... Prior to the season, commencing did not help your cause. 
No, nah, but losing Gunny was a bit disappointing. It was really good for our newer bowls last year, like working with Corey. We worked with Lockie, understanding that all that about correction, those kind of things. But he's gone back to you know his home club, what he said. So all the best to Gunny. He's still quite re- respected at Marutner and um, lovely guy. Yeah, well, that's good. I, I couldn't imagine losing, um, leaving on, on bad terms. Now, another player you picked up from me, Shepparton, Seems to have um, fitted in pretty well, uh, as well as well as young Tom Downey, and that's Laurie Benson. Both another handy pickup. No, yeah, they both fit in really well. They're getting uh, they're getting opportunities they wouldn't have got at their, their clubs they left. You know, um, as I said, Tom's brought bought himself some new bowls. He's that they, they now draw makes a big difference. And the way he's going, he practicing keen. Yeah, wants to play every tournament. Plays with all different people, so he'll be a good player for a long time. I think Tom. Yeah, absolutely. And Laurie helped around the club. He he's yeah, good. He oh, had a bit yeah. of fun. They're out mowing lawns and doing all the things during the week and a bit of banter. So, no, they're both good blokes and they're great pickups around the club. That's for sure. Because yeah. I'll get involved in uh, all the activities. How many games, Darren, have you played in your carpet green this season? As a result of the flood damage to your grass greens. Now, we only played the one. We just played the first game against Tally. The greenkeepers were a bit worried that they were still a bit wet. There was only a couple of, couple of greens that were dry, so we just played the one. Um, but the grass greens are as good as any green going at the moment. The one I've played on, the, the pace is yep. really good. They're running probably 15, probably up to 16 by the end of the game on the weekend. And, I mean, I've bought on a few, but they're as good as anything at the moment. They're so if you use if your other the lower divisions... Use the carpet green. Yeah, more some of the lower divisions. Yeah, some of yeah, the lower yeah. divisions. Midweek, they, midweek obviously started a little bit earlier than us. And they, yeah, they had to yeah. play on the carpet. Yeah, few of them have played on that. So, I've heard some people who don't like your carpet, but I went over there and played about three or four social games on Wednesday during the winter, and I, I found the carpet was good. Yeah, the they carpet. had no complaints. It run about eighteen seconds. And uh, you wouldn't go back if it wasn't satisfactory. No, that's right. No, no. no. The no, carpet's, carpet's quite good. good in winter. It's yeah, summer, yeah, summer can get a bit dodgy, but yeah, it slows um, down a bit with the heat. Doesn't yeah, yeah, but it's um, it's yeah, very. No, good. I was surprised how well it run. A very lucky club to have carpet as well as two grass greens. So yeah, it's good. Now you'd have to be optimistic about winning a few games after Christmas now, and I'm not discounting this match, the re, the game against Shepherd and Golf. Um, you wouldn't be expected to win it, but. So how close you got last week? Closer than anyone else has, has got. To. So, so you'd have to be expecting to win a couple of games. Yeah, in I, the think new year. I think this week's a big one. This is to be able to back it up is big for us. I think, mm. especially with golf, because they'll probably be out to prove a bit <laughs> to go where we're at. But as long as we're competitive, you know, hopefully, if we, if we bowl like we did on the weekend, we'll I think we'll give it a, a few sh- a few um, sides a shake. Definitely, oh, I'd, I'd say definitely, yeah. And and obviously coming up from Division One. Um, Sort of how how important do you think it is that you can stay up there, you know, for, for multiple seasons, um, you know, rather than sort of bouncing. I was, like your rowers sort of did a similar thing in the last five or six years, where they've sort of gone up, down, up, down, and it sort of makes it hard to consolidate that depth and those players coming through. No, I think this year's big for us if we can stay up this year and grow next year, and you know, try and what I see our club is build locals, bring mm. locals, not not this bringing outsiders in. Bring locals in. There's a lot of good bowlers that live in Marutna. Yeah. If we can get half of those or even a quarter of those, we can, mm. you know, two or three bowlers, four bowlers to our club would make a huge difference. Yeah. The quality of some people that we think about that live in Marutna. So. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And Darren, you've had a few challenge. Uh, you've had a challenging few months for, for yourself personally. 
with your house being flood damaged and forcing you into other accommodation. How's it all progressing now? And uh, would you mind letting the listeners know, um, you know, how it, what extent it got to and, uh, yeah. How's yeah, it effect- you know, I got it's nothing. It's obviously affected you being able to practice bowls or even get to the bowling club. Yeah, no, it was. It was initially, obviously, lost everything. Got a bath, toilet and shower. That's all I got left, nothing else. Lived in the bowls club for a week and a half, thanks to the Rooting Bowls Club for supporting that just to get us through a bit of yeah. emergency accommodation. You know, there's a lot of things going on, man. We start for our first game, whether we, geez, we've um, been up against the floods, we hadn't practiced anything like that, but it was good to get back on the bowls and forget about the floods for a while. Yeah. But everything's going all right. I mean, I'm, I'm better off than most, so it's um, good. We're back in the house. We've got one room plastered and yeah, oh, a lot of, lot of walls still off, but um, it's good to be home. And I believe... Uh the footy club organised, um, I don't know if that was your situation, probably was, but obviously a lot of the bowlers and your mates have got behind you and um, assisted in the in the recovery. Re- reconstruction or recovery. Yeah, no, the bowlers club have been really good. Um, yep. Doug Mez is running the um, social club. There was four bowlers that had affected, flooded flooded fully out of their house. Um, and there's a bit, they donated a bit of um, root and hardware vouchers to a few people, so... Thanks to all those involved, the community's been great. Um, everyone backing everyone behind, it's been really good. Yeah, well, that's when you know where, that's when the um, your community and friends come to the fore, don't they? When there's um, challenges like floods, bushfires, all that sort of thing. Especially country towns as yeah, well. Like, there's nothing really like the the country spirit with these sorts of disaster relief efforts and things like that. So whether it's floods or bushfires, as you said, everyone sort of rallies around and, you know, regardless of whether you're probably people that you may not have come across before or, you know, or, or might have been years and years since you've bumped into them, but they yep. all still lend a hand where needed. No, exactly. And we had people down to cleaning the bowls club up. We had the fire brigade pumping out the back green and all yep. kinds of things happening. So yeah, it's good to see them get together. Well, it's, that's good news and uh, we hope it all goes well and you get to extend your um, living area over there, Darren. Go from one room in the uh, in the lounge and uh, <laughs> the kitchen and everything else. Um, now, in Division One, who do you think are, are golf's biggest challenges? Do you think Kai are their major threat to win the premiership? No, I, th- I still think Tally are up there. I mean, players yeah, like Mitch, yeah. Dawes, Friends, Scotty Adam, Guy, Joey and Rhino. I mean, it's some big names there and um, they've built it over the last couple of years and Kai, they're there, but, you know, there's still got a bit of work to gel, I think, and but, yeah, golf's definitely the one to beat, I think. Yeah, and I'll just, uh, just going back, I missed a, you had an uh, important player out last week too, and I uh, played social against uh, Max McKee. He's a pretty handy bowler. Yeah, Max has um, had a bit of plantar fasciitis and now found a spur on his foot, so he's... Um, <laughs> Struggling with this, so he's out for the, the um, rest of the year. Jeff Anselm is out as well. He was flooded out as well. So he's um, obviously all the all the moving and that kind of stuff, his back's no good. So Yeah. And then Scotty Donaldson was out last week as well. So, But none of those will be back this week, so we'll just keep going. But well, that's an even more meritorious I think so, yeah, isn't it? given that experience as well. Um, so who, who has that provided opportunities for um, with those guys being out in recent weeks? Yeah, no doubt. No, um, Come back, Noel Griffin. Come back in. Yep. yep. Um, we had um, Stewie Florence. Yep. Up and um, is, then we got more out this week again. So yep. 
Obviously, the extra week, um, week it, before Christmas, not the ideal to have an extra game. Busy time of year, isn't it, yeah. Brian? Yeah, well, I was talking to a few players at Shep Golf today in the midweek, and the the consensus is that we probably shouldn't have played this weekend. Well, With I, all the things that have happened, mm. um, the COVID now, all the floods and people trying to get themselves organised. I think it's too close to Christmas, Ash, you well, agree? Well, I think um, some clubs were looking at possibly playing Saturday, Sunday to try and double up, but then you ha- would have some clubs say, well, you know, they, the, the GV singles was on Sunday, so they would have players unavailable, and then I think there's been some clubs maybe looking at Friday games this week, and then that doesn't suit other clubs, so it's impossible to please everyone. Um I guess unless you know you just sort of wrote the round off altogether and or had a make up date after Christmas because it's just it is getting a bit close and people have got other things on and they probably weren't expecting to be playing this weekend so they probably already made plans so it's a hard one because I know next Tuesday they're playing a make up round for the midweek pennant which is you know even closer to Christmas so no doubt there'll be plenty of people unavailable or already travelling or doing whatever next Tuesday as well as this coming Saturday so. It, it's a hard one. I don't think you can get nah. it right. I think next Tuesday, one club's got 14 players unavailable. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. And there, there'll probably be others as well, um, just not you know, not, not having, you know, or weren't preparing to play that day originally, and now, now you've got to make up a round. So, anyway. And also, you've got your major tournament, your big tournament, money tournament, scheduled for January the... 26th, Australia Day. We always play Australia Day. It's, so. it's on Australia Day, right, yep. eh? 26th? Yeah, 26th. Is that the Fat Harbour Yeah, the old Fat Harbour Australia yep. Day Hotel. So, yeah, entries are open. So, get in there. They normally fill out pretty fast. So, And when's Nagambi's, mate? Just to refresh my memory. It's on the Sunday. It's on the Sunday, okay. Yep. So, are you playing both, are you, or are you just playing Nagambi? Oh, I don't know at this stage. I've got... Um, a lot of Christmas presents to take up to Aubrey, mate, because <laughs> they won't they won't fit in their car when they come down to our place. Yeah. So the Christmas. fat um, the Marupna tournament triples is it? That's right. Yeah, two bowl triples. Yep, four games ten ends. So yep. normally well supported. Absolutely. Barbecue lunch and always give away a half a side of lamb to the winners as well as some cash. So perfect. Yeah. You get this guy over there, Ash. Does he we, play? I've it? played in He's it. He's played done. it. Yeah. He's old man. Yeah, yeah. been over. Shep Park yeah. always support it very well. Yep. Yeah. I might get an invitation to join his team. Yeah, you <laughs> might. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's always a good day over there. So it's good to play with different. Players. Always supporting the Gambies tournament, but uh, I could be up and um, there's a chance my wife, I'll be going up with Christmas presents Boxing Day. I'm oh, sure right. our listeners of After the Jack don't really care about your personal plans <laughs> on Australia Day, Brian, on December 13th. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, we might get into a review of Midweek Pennant from today, December 13. Uh, Division 5, we're up to round 8. Shepparton Park uh, swept Hilltop 42 shots to 30, 14 points to zero. Uh, Avenal had a tight win against Marupna, uh, 34-28, 12 points to two. Yaroa too good for East Shep, 44 shots to 32, 14 points to zero. And Rushworth claimed all points as well, but it was 42 shots to 40. So it must have been a couple of one-shot results there against Colburn Avon on, uh, on those rinks. Division four, or oh, they were up to round 10. A few more teams in this comp. East Shepparton, uh, too good for Kai, 66 shots to 52, 15 points to one. Merrigan, 29 shot victors over Tat Hilltop at home, 14 points to two. Seymour went to Merchant, had a good win, 64 shots to 48, 14 to two. Dookie, uh, 
a good win at Park, Shep Park, 67-43-14-2. And Alexandra beat Eildon at home, 63-53, 14 points to two. Round 10 in uh, Div 3 as well. Uh, Shepparton Park, Seymour VRI and Avenal all had 16-0 wins over Nagambi, Marupna Golf and Euroa respectively. Namurka had a 14-2 win over Shep Golf, 74-56. And in the, uh, the tightest game of the round... Kai Abram, 14, defeated East Shepparton, 2, uh, winning by seven shots. Division 2, Tachira Hilltop uh, hosted Stanhope, but it was the away side that won 76-68, 12 points to four. They only won one rink there, but uh, well done to Stanhope. Uh, East Shepparton, tight win over Shep Golf, was Brian alluded to, 68-66, 14-2. No result as of yet in the Seymour Kai game. Tally Garupna claimed all the points against Marupna, 74-53. And Shep Park, far too good for Marupna Golf, 91-40. And in Division 1, the Edna Harling Shield, a couple of really close games here, uh, starting with Shepparton Golf. Went to Euroa and went down 67-64-14-2. Brian, a bit of a turn-up this result, you would have to say. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ken Sutcliffe had a big win, 26-18, over Wayne Gribble. Well, he's been a handy addition to their Division 1 side. Um, and it's quite been quite an even comp this year with some of the results. Um, Shep Park went over to Kyberham, had a big lead at um, at Smoko, but uh, fell in by one shot in the end, 69-68. Only won one rink, 12 points to four, and the winning rink was Mark Thorne, 27-14 over Mary Greco, and that was enough to get the job done there. Uh, Seymour, too good for Tat Hilltop at Tat. Uh, Only won one rink, though, yeah. in a 73-57 win. Ian Eichfuss, 41, defeated Trevor Downey, 14. And the Bulldogs took out the other two rinks by um, one shot and ten shot, respectively. Good result on the road for Seymour against the reigning Premiers, who had been building some momentum in recent weeks as well after a sort of um, spluttering start to the season. So Seymour stops Tatura Hilltop's momentum there. And East Shepparton in the other game, 91-55, claimed all the points against Rushworth. Looking at the ladder ahead of next week's makeup round, just in the uh, Edna Harling Shield, Shep Park now on top, five wins, a loss and a draw, 81 points. East Shepparton second, 75 Bit of a drop down to Tat Hilltop, third, even though they lost today, 58. Shep Golf fell quite a bit, 56 points. Seymour also on 56 with Kai Abram, so very, very tight there from fourth to sixth. Yarrawa, a courtesy of today's upset, 42 points, and then Rushworth on the bottom with 24. But, yeah, very tight from sort of third down to sixth there, and Yarrawa sort of putting themselves not far behind with today's upset win against Golf. Yeah, only a 16-0 win off fourth there, Yarrawa, and, um, yeah, as you said, only two points across the spread of the other um, four sides in the middle of the ladder. And they'll certainly have a lot of confidence, you know, with Ken Sutcliffe playing in there. They'll, they'll give themselves a fairly good chance most weeks, you'd think, Brian. Yeah, and, and Tony Kingmer as well. Yep. I believe he's underrated player. Um, do you want to jump straight into Saturday pennant, Brian? Yep, from the weekend just gone. Yes, yeah, Saturday pennant weekend, round eight, review. Division seven, Rushworth, Seymour and Violet Town were successful over Alex, Eildon and Avenal respectively. Division six, Yaroa, Yay, Stan Open, Kai, the winners against Shep Golf, Park, Dookie and Marupna. Division five saw Alex, Colbo, Dookie, Murchison and Merrigan, the victors. Over Tat Hilltop East, Seymour VRI, Eildon and Marupna Golf. Division 4, Yarrawa Park, Tat Hilltop and Kai all had wins over Seymour, East Shepparton, Tally, 
and Seymour VRI. Division 3. Park by two over Rushy in the close one. That was at, was at Park. Seymour by 56 over Stanhope. A con- comprehensive victory there. Nagambi by 31 over Golf Away, which is a pretty good pretty result good for them. Yeah, Nagambi, a carpet side. And Marupna whitewashed Avenal. This is even more. At Avenal by 25 shots. Uh, we actually played that at Marupna. They swapped around. They got oh. Christmas party next year, uh, next week, Avenal. So we. Um, Looked after him. Very good, but uh, good result for the for the three. Still a there? good result. A uh, very good result. Considering people yeah. we had out and a lot, no, of the, a lot of the div six bowlers up playing up in the threes. Was no, that's really good, good for Marupna. Really good because Avalon never you never take Avalon too easy wherever you play. No, given that's their top side as well. So well done. Um, Shepherd and Golf in Division Two. Shep Golf too good for your rower by twenty five. Bounce back win, yeah. But good to see Andy Houston. Back playing and his rink was the only winner for your rower. Yep, he'll be a handy addition for them in the second half of the year as they look to try and nudge into the top four. Park whitewashed East 12.94 after it being 49 all at Smoko after 53 ends. I don't know, we just, uh, a few of our players got a bit tired, I think. I don't know what was on the night before, but uh, Park finished, Park scored 72 to 35 after Smoko in a comprehensive victory. And you skipped there, Brian, and out on the grass? Yeah, the green was good. Yep. Got no complaints uh, while she's doing a top job there. And the green at Chep Golf was good today as well. Tally by 13 over Tat Hilltop, two rinks each. Kai by 62 and a whitewash away at Marupna Golf. Marupna Golf are really struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the uh, they've lost all the players from the bowl shop and... Uh, that's a big loss, but they they need all the players available. And it just seems uh, Craig O'Shannis, he's not playing in the top side. and Yeah. They, they seem to have um, players playing Division 5 that should be in the twos. I don't know what's... Uh, it's going to be a very long season for them, though. I, I can't see any quick remedy, can you? No. Well, I, I don't know. Emerge with Marutna, maybe? Yeah. I think Marutna's... You're right. I think one club Marutna's probably more than enough, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard, hard to come to an agreement. I think the same was said about Tat and Hilltop for years and years, and it's only sort of just happened. So I think, um, yeah, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it merges the way to do things. But yeah, that's only yeah, it'd be good to see opinion. the Wakenshaws back in and Craig O'Shaughnessy back in their top side. Yep. Um, even Bill Malins would be handy playing up there. I think. Anyway, Division One weekend review. Marupna bottom team. We've touched on this. A great effort against Shep Golf and Home, losing by only six. The closest anyone's got to golf. They shared the rinks to each. Tally by 10 over a competitive hilltop. We've touched on this week after week. Tad Hilltop are good against the good sides. Mm. And then the bottom sides knock them over. Yeah, look, um, that, they probably come out with a bit to prove as well, given that sort of Park um, did a number on them the week before. So they probably would have really got themselves up for that game. And to, they split the rinks, didn't they? Two, yeah, two yeah, apiece. So, two apiece, yeah. you know, pretty good result. And, yeah, um, the, 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 they, they probably, you know, they've got to play them again this weekend. They probably need to maybe get get the lion's share of the points to try and keep in touch with the top four because it's slowly sort of slipping away from them. Yeah, and well, help Shep, uh, and then the next a Kai by a comfortable margin of thirty-one over Shep Park. Yep, 
Um, no park snag two rinks. Yeah, yeah. look, um, jo- Josh Warren's rink did a really good job. They were one down on the last end, going in the last end against Brent Rayner and got four to win by three. And Paul Nichols was um, bowled really well all day against Connor Truon, and they got their two points. The other two rinks um, were a bit of a train wreck, but... Oh, look, I think I said last week, if we could get two rings and start from there, it was going to be a good result. And certainly going over there, we weren't so, sort of sure what to expect with the green and that sort of thing. So to come away with four points, obviously there's a bit to look at with the two rinks that aren't going too crash hot, Jeff Boyle's rink and Paul Warren's rink. And um, I think there might be some combination changes there this week. But um, like Darren said, it's good to be able to look at those things and what you can improve in seven days' time rather than seven weeks and... Um, you know, try and try and improve a few things um, and, you know, put a better showing on, but certainly happy to get four points. Yes, and uh, East in an upset uh, against Stanhope at home. Yep. Two rings each. The big surprise was Daniel Nichols stepping in to uh, skip. His second win in as many games. And uh, Jack Spence has uh, won his third game in a row uh, since he's taken on that mantle. Uh, very impressive they were both impressive winners. Uh, ben Fletcher's rink, he won his third in a row with um, Crackers Keenan. Yep. And Greg Fitzpatrick uh, won his fourth match uh, likewise for Stanhope, which is a good effort. Yeah, well, um, this is a really good result for East, their second win of the year. Um, obviously beat Marutna earlier on in the year as well. So I think they definitely play better at home. Um, and, you know, they've really capitalised on their home advantage you know, in some winnable games. And it'll be interesting to see whether the the tables turn going over to Stanhope this week, which will be a different proposition again. But, you know, well done to East because, you know, we sort of looked at it at the start of the year and given the players they'd lost and um, we were sort of looking at where, where they could maybe pinch a couple of wins from. And to get two before Christmas, they'd be over the moon with that. You know, they're sort of... Um, well clear of that that bottom spot now. There's still plenty of work to do, mind yeah. you, in the second half of the year. But um, you know they've done done really well to get two wins this this early on. You'd have to be surprised, wouldn't you, Darren, with how Easter performed against, particularly winning two games before Christmas. Yeah, they've done very well. I agree with um, Ash. The home ground advantage is big for them and on yeah, their carpet. It is, mm. it is. And Jack Spencer, Jack Spencer had a day out against us, and yep. by all reports from from yesterday uh, from Sunday. Yeah, an absolute day out against um, Robbie Ponting, so he's been a good pick-up for them. Yep, so. and, and you, you know, like Daniel's played a couple of games from now and he won his rink against us at Chet Park at, uh, over at East and um, was pretty crucial in the overall result again on Saturday. So um, it, it probably changes the, the marker too for that relegation battle, doesn't it, Darren? I suppose going into the season you you probably could have targeted maybe two wins and change um, as, as something that would keep you competitive in that bottom um, bottom four, I suppose, but with Stanhope and East both having two wins already and um, Tat Hill top on one, it, it probably shifts that marker, doesn't it, to probably at least three and change? Yeah, you need even two wins and just picking up the, you know, four points to Ash's point. Four points, if you pick up four points every week, it yeah. adds up to a lot of, you can get away with not winning at times. Yeah. Those smaller ones, and then you beat Stanhope, and you can beat, and if you beat um, East. East at home, at hopefully on the grass and mm. convincingly. It can change something. Hey, I mean, we were last on the ladder in Div Two last mm. week. First round, first game, second round, got smashed by Shep Park at home. Finished last, didn't lose a game for the rest of the year. So yeah, it, right. can, it can just it can roll turn. on. It can just so quickly turn. So 
And I think I predicted Marupna would make the finals tonight. Yeah. Even yeah. when they were bottom of the ladder. Well, oh, I, know, I, know one, I know one was on our bad wagon, definitely in this room. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> all the way. Tyler. Thank yeah. you, Tyler. It just shows you a bit of, a bit of um, the guy, you, all, you couldn't have been playing that bad and all of a sudden you hit a bit of form. No, that's what happens. You, and if you have a look, yeah. you can lose one rink by 20 and all of a sudden you, you lose the, the game. And yeah. You fix that up and it changes completely. Stanhope, I think, would be bitterly disappointed because there was a possibility if they could have won these next two against East and, and Park lost against Kyber and they could have been in the four at Christmas. As it turns out now, Park will sort of hold on by the you know skin of their teeth if the results sort of go as planned this week. I think there's a 22-point gap now, which is a, a game and a bit. Um, yeah. So, you know, probably one that's gone begging a little bit for Stanhope. Yeah, well, I was talking to Greg Fitzpatrick at the Kai Club last week before yep. the game and... They were they were um, they had a, they were hoping to win the two games, and and really get close to Shep Park. Yeah, yeah, and look, um, you know, as it turned out, so I think Stanhope got four points and Park got four points, so they sort of cancelled each other out, and that's that, that gap's still the same regardless of this weekend's results. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Preview of this week's matches. Yep. Right, I'll just go on the lower divisions quickly. Division seven, Alex fifth play, Eildon fourth. I'll go for Eildon to win that. Abenall third play, Rushworth first, Rushworth to win, and Volatown second to defeat Seymour sixth. Yep. Division six, round one. This is a washout replay. Yep. Shep Golf eighth, uh, hosting Yarrow. Yarrow to win that. Yay first to defeat Park fifth. Dukey second to defeat Stanhope fourth. And Kai six to defeat Marupna seventh. Division five, round eleven. This is for Division five because they started two weeks earlier, with uh, ten teams. Alex one to defeat East eighth. VRI ninth to defeat Tadil top seventh. Colbo second to the um, to go down. I'm, I'm predicting Merch to beat them in an upset. Marupna Golf tenth host Dukey Dukey to win that, and Eildon fifth to defeat Merrigan sixth. Division four, round one. Uh, this is a re, yeah, the replay. Yep. Or the, to make up the match. Uh, Seymour, Yaroa third to defeat Seymour eight. Park fifth to defeat East seventh. Tally sixth to go down to Hilltop fourth, and Kai first to defeat Violet Town second in the match of the round. Division three, round one again. Uh, Park third to defeat. To defeat Rushworth sixth. Seymour first to defeat Stanhope fifth. Marupna fourth to defeat Avenal eighth. And Nagambi second to defeat Shep Golf seventh. Division two. You guys can come in here if you'd like to. Yep. Yarrow fifth uh, play Shep Golf second. I'm going for golf. They had a big win last round. I think they can repeat the dose. Yeah, look, um, I think, you know, that they'll be wanting to sort of strengthen their ladder position as much as possible. Ural's got a bit to play for, though, sitting in fifth. So if they can get a good result, they might jump into the four, but I think golf will be too strong with their depth. What do you think, Darren? Yeah, no, I think golf also their depth is... Tyler? Yep, agree. East six play Park third. I thought we'd have a good chance last week. No excuses, but Park were just too good, and I think even on our carpet, I, I think they've got a bit more depth and uh, across the four rinks and we'll get up. 
I'll be happy if we pick up two rinks. Will you be inside or outside? Outside, hopefully. Yeah, look, I think that gives you a little bit more of a chance. Um, you know, obviously the quicker carpet green might catch a few out, but um, I think Park sort of, the last couple of weeks have been really good since they got a hiding against Euroa, so they've obviously tweaked a couple of things and um, I think they'll continue that momentum into the into Christmas break and win. Always Park for me. Yeah, I, I don't think you, you hold that as much of a home um, green advantage over a park who obviously also has that uh, carpet. So, yeah, yep. park for me. Okay, that's unanimous. Uh, Tally uh, played Tad Hilltop at uh, either Tatura or Hilltop. I don't know where mm. it is, but I'll go for Tally to win that. I think Hilltop will be competitive again. Peter Lasur and... So this is Div 2, though. Oh, Div 2. Sorry, it is 2. I've got off the... Well, Tally to win over a competitive Tad Hilltop. Yeah, look, I think um, Tally sort of, uh, now that they've got a couple back in Division 1, it's sort of stocked up their depth again in Division 2. Brandon Baldwin went down and skipped in Division 2 last week and they've got the likes of Terry Lee White down there. So I think they'll probably have a bit too much for Tad Hilltop. Depth yeah, Damien Williams come back after. He suffered a couple of big thrashings and then he got... A bit of revenge back last week. Had a big win. Yeah, so I think they'll probably have a little bit too much depth for Tad Hilltop. Darren? Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think a couple back, probably Rhino on that back in the ones this week. Strengthens up their twos as well, so Tally. Yeah, Tally for me. It is listed at Tally, uh, even though Tad Hilltop's the home side, so uh, not sure what's going on there. Maybe a green availability. Yeah, they reversed it, whatever, at the start of the season, even, um, obviously. Kai first played Marupna Golf 8. Kai won by... What, 67 shots last week? They'll probably win by 80 this week. That's no disrespect for Marupna Golf, but they just haven't got the cattle. So Kai, 18 zip. Yeah, I think um, I think Kai, for me, looked the ones to beat so far this year in Division 2, just with the, the amount of Division 1 experience that's gone into their side, the likes of Rob Sini, Chris Preddy, Noel Redrop, um, and just and, you know Phil Denham's been there for quite a while. Johnny Horsler, Johnny Horsler. These are guys, like guys that skipped in Division One last year. A couple of them. So, um, and yeah, I think that that bodes really well for them. Obviously, um, Marupna Golf will probably just be looking to improve on the margin last week, but I think Kyle will be far too strong. Agreed. Yeah. Very good. Division One. Division One. We better not forget Division One. Yep. Rinse and repeat from last weekend. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to go for uh, Stan Hope to reverse the result. 14-4 by 12 shots at home. Yeah, look, I think they'll definitely favour their chances a lot more, but whether they're a bit deflated after the result last week, like you mentioned, Greg Fitzpatrick had already was already sort of thinking about winning the next two weeks before they'd even played the first one, so maybe they'd sort of looked a little bit far ahead, um, and that might have some ongoing effects next week. And certainly the reverse, like East will gain a lot of confidence out of that result with, you know, Jack Spencer. Will Daniel be there this week? I don't know. I doubt it. Alan mm. Houston had his gallbladder taken out. Yeah, so... So he'll be out. They'll, they'll be... They'll, they'll look a lot... They'll look, look a little bit different. Mm. Um, and, you know, certainly with the result that Jack Spencer had against Rob Pont last week, you don't sort of expect no, that too no. often in Division 1. So... I think um, I think Stanhope will get them at home, but um, there could be um, could be closer than you think. Yeah, Stanhope for me to bounce back. Yeah, on the grass, Stanhope easy, I think. Yep. And we got Chep Golf um, hosting Marupna this week. Uh, I reckon Marupna will pick up a rink against Chep Golf. Yep. But I I can't see 
at golf. I can't see him pressing them. I'd say Marupin will get within 30 shots here, which yeah. is a good – it'll be a good performance. Yeah, look, I think, as Darren said, I think they'll have a bit to prove. Their selection, I think, will be interesting because I think I touched on it a couple of weeks ago. I think there's still a bit of tinkering to do there, even though they haven't lost. Um, there's sort of some uh, some little gaps there that maybe they're, they're trying to work out who fits in those sorts of spots best. Um you know, um, Alan Dove had his first loss last weekend and, um, you know, maybe a couple of thirds and leads and things like that. And looking at some of the guys in the twos, you know, John Hallam, Brad Robinson, Paul Truen, um, those types, you know, there's certainly guys championing at the bit to get in there. So whether they get their opportunity this week remains to be seen. But I think um, I think golf will, will get the points again. Yep, same for me. Yeah, it's going to be a tough week, but we've had the miracle on ice. Maybe it's the miracle <laughs> on the rink this you week. Think, you think Maroopan will get a rink? Yes, I do too. Yep. Yeah, Tyler, oh, yeah, I think you can take another one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's a bad thing, like Darren said, playing them two weeks in a row. You get the, you know, they'll go in for a lot of confidence, Marupna. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's good for us. You, yeah. you want to compete against the best. The only way you get yeah, better is if you, you play do. against the best, yep. right? That's what you do. Yeah. Or, or he looking, will he be looking for Josh Grieve again in the rink drawer to try and get a bit of... <laughs> yeah, he, may, he may want to be payback. Shuffle those stuff, cards so. up. Shuffle yeah. those scorecards up. It'll be, yeah. I, I, it'll be a, um, interesting to see. I wouldn't be surprised. When you play the same side, I mean, Ori played Ryan about three times in a row. Mm. He just couldn't. Yeah. Until the grand final, he couldn't get away from it. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think the rinks will be the same this week. No. I, know, I know there's a couple. I think Gunny's out this week. Yeah. He said last week he wouldn't, he wouldn't see us next week. So, yeah, um, yeah. But I think they will change up a few things there. Yeah, absolutely. And don't, don't want to tip the other two games, Brian. Park and Kai at Park. Brian, what do you think? Park and Kai at Park. park. Grass, I think. We'll play on grass. Kai 14-4, I reckon Park could pick up two rings. Paul Nichols and I'll say Josh Warren there, yeah? Yeah, the same as, same as last week. Look, um, I think Kai's going in unchanged from what I've seen. So they're, you know, they're, and, you know, certainly the rings that went down last week, um, it wasn't, you know, they didn't play badly. It was just our guys stepped up to the mark, which is good. So now I think the challenge for us is the other two rinks, Jeff Boyle's rink and Paul Warren's rink, which I'm a part of, um, yeah, need to sort of lift to... To sort of, you know, we, we want to bridge that gap of 30 shots and certainly I think playing at home might give us a little little bit more incentive, but um, certainly we've got to do a lot more than just hope for the green to, be, to help us out. You know, we've got to put more bowls in the head and things like that and build build um, or give ourselves more chances to get numbers. So um, Kai, you know, Kai got a lot of depth and we'll have our work cut out. Yep, it'll be Kai for me. Yeah, Kai for me also. And uh, in the last game of the round, Tachiri Hilltop hosting Tally Garupna. At Hilltop, this one is listed down as Brian. I've already uh, previewed that in the Division 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll be uh, the, the Red Legs for me, Brian. The Red Legs for me. I reckon, I've, I think I'm going 14-4. Four, four four. <coughs> Excuse me, 14-4. Four four. Yep. Yeah, look, and I think, um, you know, if you'd sort of asked me at the start of the year if, if there was a chance that Tad Hilltop would go into Christmas with one win, I don't, I don't think I would have, you know, taken the odds at all there. You know, they've sort of, they've been thereabouts, but... Um, you know, I think the Stanhope loss early in the year sort of um, that might have been the first sort of red flag, and then obviously they've had some indifferent results as well, and just haven't been able to get over the line in some games that maybe you would have expected a better showing. So, and then playing tally the last two games is, you know, uh, a quirk in the draw. But um, yeah, they sort of. Well, see, Paul Newman's emerges. He's won a couple of 
he's had two big results, yeah, and yet the team's gone down. And when he's lost, when he's um lost the the other skippers have had narrow victories. So well, it's been, it's been interesting because we played him a couple of weeks ago, and he played third to Russell Lock, mm. and they've sort of flip flopped a little bit. Or mm. Lockie's been out, so they sort of haven't had that continuity. And I know they had um quite a few out um across their grades the week we played them, so. They're sort of struggling with unavailabilities a bit across their grades, which obviously affects your depth and your combinations and things, but yeah. tally for me. I believe you had a very good week last week yeah. like on Sunday as well, So, but tally for me. I mean, yeah. they bring Rhino in a few plays. There's more depth again from tally. Yeah, I reckon Hilltop will get two rings, but it's tally. I think I think at this stage of the year, though, they probably need an upset or two to try and bridge that gap yeah. between the top four. So, and who's quickly who's left in the men's Golden Valley singles? Yeah, Jeff, I think Jeff France has won. Yeah, I think they're down to the final eight. Russell Bron. Lock. Yeah, Mitch Sidebottom's still in there. Yep. Charlie Charlie Pellegrino. Pellegrino he yep. had a couple of good wins. Yeah, so that'll be oh, Charlie's. A, yeah, he's a single specialist. He loves singles. Single he? specialist, Four. especially on the carpet on, at Chet Park. No, he had a, he had a very big win against Tim Hancock, I believe, in the carpet. Yeah, it, four, four bowls. Um, he lo- he loves playing with four bowls on and, the carpet. Yeah, yep. So that was at Chet Park last Sunday. We're down to the quarterfinals. Jeff Franz versus Guy Madigan, two tally clubmates. Who would you go for there? Franzi. Franzi, yeah, look, Guy Madigan. Guy's draw, he was awesome when I seen him. He bowled very well, yeah. guys. But, yeah, Jeff's accomplished bowl, but yeah. good game will be. Yeah, look, Guy yeah. Madigan pra- practices as hard as I've any, like, and his improvement for year on year has been massive. And he's I've, obviously I've never heard anyone injure himself for too much bowling, but just, just before the big open, he had an injury for over-practice, over I believe. <laughs> Bowls elbow or something. <laughs> Ken Suckley versus Mitch Sidebottom. This is a bit of a rematch. I think um, Suddy got him in the semi-finals of this maybe a year or two ago, so um, this will be a good good exhibition of bowling for a quarter-final as well. I'll go for Mitch. I'll go for Suddy. Yeah, yeah, Mitch for me, I think. Yeah. But, but, but Suddy's always up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, a couple of sort of um, dark horses here, Bruce Pearson and Charlie Pellegrino playing each other. Um, I think it's a good opportunity for, like, one of them's going to make the semi-final, which is I, great to I see. I don't know Bruce Pearson, but I'll have to go for Charlie. Yeah, yeah look, I'll, I'll go I'll go for Charlie. Just looking at his run, he's sort of, he's played, he's had some really good results on the way to the quarter, so he's obviously bowling really confidently. Just as long as he doesn't get ahead of himself, Charlie, yeah. you're right. <laughs> and a couple of old mates here, uh, Robert George from Kai and Russell Locke, now of Hilltop, but formerly of Kai. This will be, uh, no doubt there'll be plenty of banner exchange between these two. Um, you know, Lockie, Lockie's got the arm now, and obviously, you know, he's still bowling really well. Um, but, you know, Rob George, really good singles player as well, yeah. so I'll give the edge to him. I'll yep. give the edge to Robbie George. Yeah, I agree. Is that at uh, Shep Park again on, on Sunday? Yeah, yep. So that will be played, yep, Sunday, December 18, those first quarterfinals starting at 9am if you're around and want to have a look at some good bowls. And before we conclude, I like, I'd recommend, if you haven't been up to Moama, go up and have a look at the Ultimate Bowls Championship. $50,000 prize money, the three events. Yep. You're going up for a look with Gordon, aren't you, Nash? Going up tomorrow and uh, hope to get a few interviews. Raving Brian, I'll be, <laughs> I hope to get Mark Cash in, just see... He's a dear how much, how much, yeah, what dollar, how much sponsorship goes in and... Um, entry fees and all that because they put on five hundred thousand dollar prize money. There's twenty six teams. Five hundred or fifty thousand. Five hundred thousand for the ultimate bowls. Yes. Total, total prize money. Is that is it? Yeah, yeah. Total prize money. So what's 000. what's the winning team get? Fifty for each. Runners up get twenty five. Third gets fifteen. Yeah. Probably ten for fourth. That's in 
There's three three competitions. Okay, yeah, so they, yeah, righty, yeah, yeah, I'm with you now. But it's fantastic prize money. Yeah, that's right. Olivia Cartwright's playing for uh, Moana. She's in one of the teams. Yep. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's um, be worth a look, Brian. There's a guy called Dog Doug O'Connell. He plays Division Three for One U. He's in one of the teams, um, but they haven't they haven't cracked a win yet. So they they finished bottom of the, on the first competition, but. There you are. He put his name in the draft and he's playing. Yeah, right. Good luck to him. Yeah, we'll from Div Three. <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks very much, Darren, for uh, joining us on After the Jack. Good to see a peek behind the curtain of how all over the place Brian is every week, I think. Yeah, it's a pleasure, <laughs> and you guys are doing a great job, so and, keep it going. Uh, thanks very much, Ash, Brian, and our listeners, and uh, good luck out there on the weekend and on Tuesday if you're uh, playing Bolt. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.